All right, let's fire it up. Welcome back to a new year of the Open Road Podcast. Calvin, how are you? New year. Oh, yeah. You're doing great, Jerry. <laughs> Sorry. That wasn't a slight at you. That was just a, just overexcitement. Do I talk that nasally? No, that nasally. you would never. No, 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 no. No, you don't. No. You're like, you've uh, got a thunderous voice. Go on. A, th- a thunderous voice. Well, I was actually just looking at my levels as that happened. I think I might have clipped, which is a classic Calvin way to start the podcast. So, new year, kind of some of the same old stuff. <laughs> new year, same old guys screaming in a mic. How was your break, man? I had a great break, Jeremy. Um, You probably noticed I was pretty MIA. I was very hard to get a hold of. I basically didn't use my phone for a couple weeks, which was great. I didn't mean mean to do that. It just kind of wound up happening like that. And history shows that I'm pretty hard to get a hold of on vacation. Um, Yes. So, no, that was, I think, expected by you. Yeah, and... uh, when I'm asking you that, I'm I'm legitimately asking. It's not like before the show started, it was like, oh, let's talk about all the things we did in our break, even though we've already totally caught up nope, with all that stuff. we have not caught up. <laughs> That's pretty clear. Yeah, but it is good to be back. And if you are an avid podcast listener, you will know that we took like an extra week and a half compared to every other <laughs> podcast to come out with our, our New Year episode. But we've been really enjoying the extra break, the time away as we've been thinking about what makes the show great and how, how we can make it even better. So thanks for bearing with us as we uh, have been taking an extra break. Yeah, so our last conversation, Jerry, you and I had coffee um, just before Christmas. Or was it, yeah, like just before Christmas. Yeah. And, uh, and we had a really great meeting just kind of discussing highlights, lowlights of the past year. We went over all of our episodes that we've ever done for the Open Road podcast, which is like in the 70s. And, uh, and we went through our favorites and some of the big highlights that we enjoyed. And then we went over a bunch of our numbers, which was kind of like, I don't know, it, that was kind of shocking to me. I don't look at a lot of that stuff. And it was kind of neat to see all of those numbers and like all of the download figures. And I'm like, wow, this is really, really cool to see all laid out in front of us now. And uh, so we also did a lot of planning for what we want this year to be um, format wise and who we want to be bringing on and talking with and who we're finding inspiring right now. Yeah, I found that time really helpful as we went back and looked at all the different interesting people that we've met uh, through this show. We looked at a bunch of listener feedback and said, you know, what are people liking about what we're doing and how do we give them more of that? And yeah, like even just to talk totally transparently about numbers, I mean, total over the last two years, we're well over 25,000 downloads. And Mm -hmm. if you divide that by episode, that's probably not super impressive. But when I think about like 25,000 hours of our voices listened to across, you know, the the globe, I think that's pretty incredible. Jer, I love the analogy of like, if we were able to like condense that all into one, like gathering 25,000, no, it wouldn't be individuals because there's lots of repeats. But yeah, even I just mean, taking like a it's few, gathering like, like hundreds of people a week, right? And then you and me sitting on top of my roof in lawn chairs <laughs> and yeah. Miller High Life, and just <laughs> talking about our week, and all of these people sitting quietly in the audience taking notes. Right, right, right. 
Yeah, it's a funny site. Another it, even funnier site or a funnier uh, thought experiment, Calvin, is this yes. hilarious story that came out over Christmas. Come on, that, what is it? Oh my gosh! So over the past, so when we're, I'm talking about listener feedback, and over the past probably number of months, my parents have said, uh, "Hey, Jeremy, like uh, you know, we've been trying to listen to the show." And they've been dropping these like subtle hints that the shows are just way too long, that it takes us way too long to just get to the freaking point. Okay. Okay. And so That's good I feedback. was it was good feedback. And I was like, oh, this is, you know, this is good. I'm like, do we really drone on for that long? Like maybe sometimes we spend an extra five minutes getting to an interview or we could probably cut here or there. Or maybe I need to cut the interviews a little bit more, this, that and the other. Um, at Christmas, my parents brought this up one more time. And I was like, um, did you listen to an episode like can you give me a more specific example and they said to me well it would probably help if you just started to speak a little bit faster and i was like what do you mean oh, speak no. a little bit faster and i and they were like well it just sounds like you're talking really slow and my mind was blown and i this hilarious moment came out where i realized that my mom's iPhone was stuck on half speed. <laughs> no. And if you listen to anything on half speed, it just sounds painful. like someone and it is absolutely hammered. So wherever you are, listen, like take your iPhone app out or whatever app you use and turn this on half speed and listen to what I'm about to say. I'm just going to keep talking at totally normal speed. I really, really like to drink beer. Beer is my favorite thing. Now, if you put that at half speed, it would sound like I'm the absolutely like most hammered person talking about beer. And so anyway, so my parents not only so they they spent two hours trying to get through an hour of content. So <laughs> okay, that is outrageous, Jeremy. I love how your parents thought like how to approach that and bring that oh up. Oh my you. gosh, like, dude! My son is like complete. <laughs> he's just terrible at what he does. How do we like encourage him to like pick up the pace here? And then, and then not only that, but they were like, I just don't understand how you guys do it. I mean, you're really good at talking so slow. <laughs> like, that takes so much skill. And so, because they're not super technologically savvy, yes. they were like, is it something I don't get? Like, is it something about the internet I'm missing here? And it was this, like, hilarious moment. And both of them were so unbelievably relieved when... They found it like my dad was genuinely concerned for me. <laughs> that is amazing. Is that, that is so, so good? good? Because Isn't your that... dad's a faithful listener. <laughs> no, he couldn't handle it. My mom would. Oh, like, he just got sick of it. Eh? My mom Fair would enough. sometimes turn it on before bed and he would say, turn that off. I cannot handle it because <laughs> their their son just sounds like a babbling idiot. Right, right. Oh, that's so good. So anyway, so that. So now I showed them the double speed feature. So if they really want to speed me up, they, they got to make up that. some time here. <laughs> They're going to be blowing through the episodes. That's hilarious. So, yeah, that was a bit of a long story. But all that to say is we've taken all of the feedback and all of the best stuff that we've loved about this podcast. And we've we've come up with something that we think is going to kind of energize us and ultimately deliver a better product to you, our listener, in the new year. So, Calvin, do you want to kind of give them a yeah, sense for what I, we're thinking? So, I mean... Personally, podcasting, my taste has evolved over the last few years for podcasts. And I don't like, like I, I like a tighter show now. 
Yeah. Um, and, and I think that's kind of what we've been discussing is how can we tighten this show up, still deliver, um, you know, high quality content. And a lot of that comes down to, um, you know, it's really easy for us to have a 45 hour long conversation with a guest. And you and I love that. And um, but as we evolve into um, trying to do do better at this work, um, we're wanting to tighten that up with our guests and Try and keep it, you know, 25 minutes or so. Is that is that what we talked about, the number? Or, or even shorter? For the interviews, yeah. For the interview, yes. Um, so basically what that means is us preparing a lot more advanced with our guests. And uh, we have three main points that we're going to be hitting with our guests. And uh, so a lot of the backstory that you hear with our guests how they made it on here, how we made contact initially with them, and our backstory of how we wanted to get them on. We're going to try and speed that up at least or probably even axe a lot of it so that when we have, you know, take Brian McKenzie, who we had, or it's not even McKenzie, isn't it? It's <laughs> B- BJ Mack Woodwork, who we had on a little while <laughs> McAllister. ago. McAllister, yeah. Um, so, you know, we don't need to get his whole story. We can just give, okay, this is Brian McAllister. He's a master woodworker. He is a big Instagram following and he's doing YouTube videos. So we can kind of get um, get that out of the way so we can really dig into the meat of the conversation, which you and I, I think both agreed and our feedback shows that that is the most valuable part of the um, of the interview for our listeners. And so that's what we kind of are trying to figure out how to get into that as fast as possible and uh, and keep that for, you know, 80% of the interview. Yeah, and so there's lots of things that won't change about the show. I mean, Calvin and I are still going to give a little bit of what's going on in our world because you know people people like to hear what's going on there and like like commentary after the episode, absolutely. But then, yeah, in that in that middle part, there's sort of three things that we think are going to add a little bit more value to the listener and also be more interesting for us as we have now kind of talked to people who are have kind of run the gamut of different types of adventures but the the first thing we want to talk about and these are in no particular order is we want the guest to to teach us something that they have learned in their journey so something that's Mm -hmm. helpful this is kind of like a practical tip but also just teaching us something that maybe we don't know about their field Uh, one person who i'm really interested in getting on the show right now is someone who like trains birds of prey so i want them to like teach us what do you actually do to train a bird of prey? Like, what do you like tactically do to -hmm. start to train a wild bird? So something like that, that no one would really know. So that's the first thing. The second thing would be to either share a good story or a defining experience. So something that was uh, really meaningful and interesting. And this is sort of where it would be like a little bit maybe of their backstory, but with this idea of it's more of a, a good story and it's more of a defining experience. And then the third one is um, what makes what you're doing or what they're doing meaningful or what makes them passionate about it. And so this is hopefully going to be something that really gets to the heart of the person and and gets them to light up about what they're talking about and will kind of inspire us to maybe ask a couple of good questions around that or just kind of get them talking about what makes them the most passionate. So those are kind of the three areas and we've mm-hmm. kind of in our mind said, well, let's spend about 10 minutes on each of those and we'll ask the main question. We'll see where it goes for about 10 minutes. And if it's stagnant after two, we'll move on. And if it's great at 10, we'll leave the listener wanting more. And we'll And, and that's kind of what we're hoping is that interviews are less than 30 minutes and our banter is less than 20 minutes and so we're kind of in that sweet spot of 45 minutes uh, on the episode 
So, Jared, let's try and, um, you know, use this as an intro episode and we'll try and knock off these three things, just you and me. Yeah, so we'll go through this little framework and Calvin and I will kind of catch each other up on our break because, as we mentioned, we actually haven't done that yet and we'll try to use this little framework to kind of go through in a in a more structured way that hopefully introduces you to the new format and i mean it's not going to be life-changing because we didn't do anything that crazy over the break but it'll still be kind of a good exercise no. for us to start to get into it a little bit so uh i don't know do you want to go first or do you want me to um if you have something i don't have a very good thing that i learned i i was trying to figure it out right now i didn't think i did but i do Okay, I would love to hear it. So as you may or may not know, Calvin, I've been doing a lot more uh, work in the kitchen. And one... Yes, oh, I know. And one thing that I did over the break was I... Katie, for my birthday in the summer, uh, she got me one of those beer brewing kits. And I went for it and have started my first experiment with brewing your own home brew. No way. Way. And was you, that a blast? Do you want to know what I learned? I would love to. Probably lots of interesting science things. It's completely and utterly not worth it. Why? The ginormous... Do you get like a liter of beer for... <laughs> yes, the ginormous hassle to the tiny piddly amount of beer is just an absolutely hilarious scenario. I've probably spent... That's too bad. Five full hours of my life on one growler's worth of beer. No. Yes. That's a oh, that's way too long. So it uh, to me it was learning that one of those things that you just like oh isn't it just so cool and so luxurious and so crafty and so hipster to brew your own homebrew with one of these kits that you buy online when you get all the Buzz stuff kill. and this that and the Not other worth it. It was not worth it. Now, I think it'll actually taste pretty good because in the last stage, and the beer is in its last stage where it's doing its final two weeks of fermentation and carbonation, I like did get a taste as I was like siphoning it back in and out of the out of the growler. And I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to it. I am looking forward to drinking it, but but yes, I did learn a ton of stuff about the process that we could get into if we want to, but um, maybe we save all of that for another day. But I learned how to brew beer, and it was um, – I'm going to take kind of that 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 approach of it wasn't exactly what I expected. And, in fact, I was a little bit let down by how much work it was. <laughs> That's too bad. I mean, um, I've heard lots of interesting success stories about guys brewing their own beer, but it's on a much larger scale than that. Yeah, and so I think when, that when they, they they've they've invested quite a bit in in equipment and things like that. So yeah, totally. I'm sure it's a little more reward for your um, for what you're putting into it. I am always I am always down to learn something new, and for that I'm obviously very grateful. But it was just interesting yeah. going through it. I'm like I just my whole evening was shot for this and i i could probably do it a little bit faster the next time but like you're mixing the mash and like taking care of it and funneling it out and rinsing it and you know like it's so anyway i did learn a lot but i don't know if i would ever have to really do it again but that's what i learned and i guess it's kind of maybe idiot proofed because you're not really given any you you don't it's it's uh, assuming that you don't have any of the tools right well, you'd think it'd be pretty idiot-proof, but like this is the paper, and it's two full pages of single-space notes, and there's all this stuff that, that is like really 
like anal about the temperature and about like don't getting any contaminants in it and like it comes with all this like sanitizing stuff. Yep. So yeah, it's kind of idiot proof. But but you can really screw it up. So I was a little bit nervous as well that my first batch was going to be a total bust, but so far it it, it should yeah. be okay. So we'll see. So something I learned, Jared, and it, I, we'll, we'll keep us on the same topic, but beer. You and I, we love beer. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'm sure that you've heard as well as I've always heard that when you go to the States, beer is just, it's just better. Like one <laughs> of our favorite quotes from one of our most beloved hitchhikers is Robin's <laughs> Coffee. It's just better. Um <laughs> But I experience I experience this side of beer where I I have to agree it is better and I'll give you the two reasons they're not the most traditional reasons of why it's better in America but the one reason I that I found I've never is, heard that it, I've heard that okay let's just go with it okay uh, price being a huge factor oh definitely price price was incredible right like that that's a that's a big thing the other thing was availability but but that made it better. Let's talk about availability. I think that makes it better. Allow me to present an example. So short, I'll try and keep this really tight. My brother and I were driving in Florida. He, we were in his truck and we were going to, he was driving me into town to pick up a rental car that I had rented. On the way there, we're like going down a back road highway. We passed this um, orange farm, like a big orange grove. Wonderful. And it's kind of done up in the Florida, Florida way. Beautiful orange farm. Where it has like these like outdoor buildings, so like with all these big signage, and they have um, a couple of things that draw you in: uh, goat petting zoo, um, oranges from all over the world. They have an alligator pond, and we're like, "Well, we gotta pull into this, see this place." So we pull in, and we start walking around, and it's like a little shop, like an outdoor shop, and we see the guy working there. And the guys, and we're start, we ask the guy, you know, what, 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 what he does here and what's the deal with this weird little place. And he says, Hey, guys want a drink? And we're like, Oh yeah, sure. We'll have a drink. What do you have? He's like, well, we got beer. We got wine. We got wine smoothies. <laughs> and we're like, <laughs> Oh my God. Whatever that is. So we get a beer and we're like, Oh, this is great crack a beer we're wandering around this orange farm and then they have like the world's largest monster truck school bus no and it, this place just has it all they have like a miniature animal circus what so jared this is just an example of finding joy in the unexpected yeah and totally finding adventure in the everyday you never know what little you know what little thing you can stumble across and i think just the fact that we were able to wander around this place with an ice cold Miller High Life <laughs> was just the icing on the cake. Oh, uh, that's amazing. So that means you're pretty pro what the wind government is doing right now and making, you know, beer more accessible in corner stores and grocery stores and increasing accessibility across our vast nation. Or I guess on our province. I won't beat around the bush, Jeremy. I love buying beer at the grocery store. <laughs> I absolutely love it. <laughs> Uh, it's funny. Why do you think that I feel like we talk about beer a lot on this podcast? Why do you think that's the case? Is it a, is it, is it just our our age and demographic? Is it the great, is it the great unifier or do we have a problem? I think it's the great unifier. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's, that's, I'm I'm willing to go that far. Yeah, no, that's great. And I think it's especially, I think what, what 
I think I think it goes along with food and drink, right? Like learn like yes. I'm loving my time in the kitchen and that's all about food and drink. And you are, you know, pulling off at an, an, an orange orchard and enjoying food and drink with people. And I think that's why, you know, in the past, one of our main categories to talk about adventure has been in the world of food and drink, because it's so yes. central to the human experience and it is one of life's great pleasures and a great unifier because you can be totally loaded and totally poor and have still had great food experiences. That's a great point, Jer. You know, not at the same really scale, good. but, you know, uh, uh, the no. especially, you know what? Think about McDonald's. Think about how they have perfected the taste of that burger. It tastes exactly the Don't way they want. Don't dare get... We can't. We cannot get going to McDonald's right now. We cannot afford to do that <laughs> okay, on this sorry. episode. Yeah, you're right. We, we will go on for hours. We have. We about have, how much we love McDonald's. We have vowed to tighten things up. So that's what we've learned. Uh, and you. And interestingly enough, you've kind of shared a story there, and I. I did as well a little bit. Is there another story from your break that you that you want to share? You went on this like major road trip with your family down across the border. Like, is that even worth yeah. wading into? Like, there's got to be a lot there. No, it's not. I mean, other than like driving through central Florida is like the biggest shithole you could ever imagine. <laughs> like their only wings worth seeing are on the coast there. Yeah. Yeah. And like it's kind of wild. Were you um, staying in Orlando I, for I, a while? I, I hung out with, we were in Orlando for a while, then over on the Gulf Coast yeah. for a while. Yeah. Um, so, but I got to hang out with... Uh, our good buddy Ben Hardesty Amazing. of the Last Bison, which was of course always great seeing him, and we uh, we went fishing in the Gulf. Did you catch something? Which was great, and uh, um, I mean we don't have to get into that too much. <laughs> I <laughs> I'm so uh, disturbed to even bring this up, Jeremy. I got skunked fishing in the ocean. Oh my gosh, dude! I am s- I. You know what? I I am so s- just genuinely sorry to hear that. That that is just yeah, right. the worst. Like I invested like 6 7 hours into it and I literally caught nothing. That's awful. That's absolutely awful. Yeah. Were you on It was just like Were you on the boat? On. I just saw him. He had a picture with that he was holding a puffer fish on his Instagram. Were you there when he caught that thing? No, that no, that was not that trip. Oh, it's a different day. Yeah, no. Yeah, so it, it was right. kind of too bad. We were that's like, just too depressing. I I would just rather not. Um, and I don't. It's and it, it was the whole trip didn't get skunked, but what we caught was peanuts. Right. Like just piddly little fish. Right, right, right. Nothing right. of nothing even interesting. Right. It, the water temperature had dropped twelve degrees Fahrenheit in seven days. Whoa. So it was sixty degrees the water. So like there was just nothing. That's weird. Dude, I saw a photo of you and your wife and your baby, and you were on the beach, and you guys were in long sleeves and sweaters. I, I yeah, I, I didn't even wear shorts once really? in two weeks. Really? I wore a bathing suit one time because I f- was forced to go into the water Yeah. Uh, in the freezing cold, but no, I wore pants and sweaters all, all the whole time. Wow. But overall, quite overall yep. a decent trip? Oh, no. It's awesome. Yeah, we love going there. It's awesome. I mean, it's great. Seeing friends and family and just taking some time off. Yeah. I mean, as far as like meaningful experience that like affects my life and how I live now, I'm having trouble pulling that out. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Uh, yeah. And w- I mean, when, when it comes to that kind of third question of, of what, what made my break meaningful or kind of what made what got me excited about it, 
we for the first time in a long time didn't go to bc over the break we're actually heading there at the end of next week uh to visit with katie's family but oh, um nice. but it was weird not going out to see them kind of closer to christmas but um it was really nice Mo- oh well oh sorry. what it's not for me as much <laughs> as for her like she's bummed out not to see her family at christmas like w- wouldn't we all be Calvin's jerking you around. Calvin's I'm so sorry. Partying in Florida like to the <laughs> nth degree. Um but anyways, what I was going to say is that there were so many um family events <laughs> on my on my side and I just really was intentional about talking to like random aunts and uncles that I don't speak with very often and just asking them good questions. Like I have this aunt who works in right. the pharmaceutical interest uh, industry, and she works for a company that makes um, cancer drugs, like radioactive cancer drugs that are like made to order. Where like the radioactivity hmm. is like the half life of it is so specific that you have to take the drugs like almost within an hour in order for them to have the desired effect. And so they're shipping drugs no like way. yeah, they're shipping drugs like across the world. For very specific patients, like to like tuned to the individual that they need to take like within a specific hour. So like we talked about the supply chain of that, and like I I was like asking questions about okay, so we always want a, a cure for cancer, and yet some people have cancer and then they don't have it anymore. So do we not have a cure for cancer? And so then we talked about well, what right. what is a cure versus what is the current treatments and it was just like this really cool conversation interesting debate yeah well yeah and i think that it's not really a debate it's like think about a vaccine where if you take the vaccine you never get the Mm -hmm. disease right like we don't have that for cancer no but if you get cancer you can like fight it off with all this crazy this craziness that we've developed but anyway it, it was things like that that i think made my holiday really meaningful um Katie and I had a wonderful Christmas morning, just her and I at our place. We had a bunch of people nice. over for dinner. She cooked a big turkey. And, you know, we invited my grandma over, who's a widow, and my uncle, who was recently uh, recently became a widower. Uh, and so it was just this really, really nice family time. And it was meaningful to spend it with the people that you love and to kind of dig in a little bit and realize... Half of these people, I only see them once a year. So if I don't make this count, it'll be either a whole year, and it's possible that some of them mm-hmm. won't, won't even be here next year. <laughs> so anyway, that was what was meaningful for me. That is important, eh? and that's tough to think about. But like, like I think we all kind of have people like that in our family who are like, oh, we see this person like once, twice a year. Yeah. And so it's probably like easier to in those big family scenarios. I know I find this to like. Just have a conversation with your sibling, your cousin you see a lot. Right. And kind of ignore other family members. And it's like, no, you you got to make that time count. Yeah. Because, um, yeah. Yep. And now that's definitely just easier for some people. I mean, for, less me, frequent. It's, for me, it's pretty easy just to kind of like get in that mode where I want to where I want to go and mm-hmm. do that. Um, but I would say for anybody, it's really valuable. Like start to ask someone about what what was the coolest thing that happened to them over the past year? And you never know where that conversation is going to go. So I don't know. That was something that I really enjoyed over, over the Christmas holiday that I, you know, hope to kind of keep going into the new year. So anyway, I invested Jeremy in a, in this, in this man over the break. And, uh, he was sitting in the hot tub and Kate and I joined him for a nice jacuzzi tub late in the evening. And, uh, we 
asked him, hey, are you, you, are you just getting to the island or are you coming? And he's like, no, we actually just got here today. Uh, my family and I were at Disney World for a few days and we're like, oh, amazing. Like, you've got two young kids. Tell us about, you know, that week. Jeremy, you have no idea what we were asking. <laughs> this guy literally did not stop. I thought he was going to just like vibrate and rocket out of the hot tub. He was like just going and talking and all these stories and then like, oh, you guys were from Toronto and when I was in, I was there in 1993 and we got to go on the, my grade eight graduate trip to go see uh, the Detroit Tigers play the, <laughs> the uh, Toronto Blue Jays and in that time, uh, Joe Carter threw me the winning ball and I <laughs> caught the ball and we got to take it home and then all the guys were trying to get it from me on the bus and I got home back to Detroit and I hit it <laughs> and all this, it was just like the craziest conversation. I was just, I couldn't even believe my ears and Kate and I were just looking at each other and we're like, we just got to sit here and enjoy this. Right. This is an incredible story we're getting right now. Right. This window into this human who I will never, ever see again is this beautiful moment of just pure entertainment. The funny thing is that, Jared, because like we always go back to Katie's parents' place, um, we we do see this guy every year. But like it's kind of like I don't he probably doesn't recognize us or like we'll see him like every couple of years there. Uh, but it's just the I, I just couldn't believe it, Jeremy. Like this guy was so um, excited to tell us a story. Yeah. And then he just went off. Yeah. And who knows how long that would have gone on for. It's I mean, part of me wanted to just keep it going for the whole night if possible. Oh, dude, when people get going like that. It's just amazing just to see what you can do. I love when stuff like that happens. And then I just love poking that bear or feeding that, stirring that pot and just letting it fly. Yeah, like, and especially it feels so good, like, when I have the time, like, it doesn't cost me anything. I've got all the time in the world right now to give this to this guy. Unreal. And I'm sitting in a hot tub. It's just like, let's just do it. Let's just go for it. Yeah, you're right. But there is a really bad time when if you're caught in a conversation like that, that is just absolutely oh, it's, devastating. It's dreadful. Yeah, yeah. But that might be another interesting thing about the Christmas season where you actually do have the time to relax and allow yourself to get caught in a conversation like that with, without yes, without right. the, the world nagging at you. And that's something that I think is Our, important to think about. Our reaction is to push that away, right? Yeah. And, and to see that as this is worthless and this is a waste of time. Yeah. But really, I mean, I, I think there's so much value you could pull out of it uh, if you're willing to put the time in. Yeah. If you can. Yeah. No, oh, that's great. Well, this episode is already creeping up to half an hour, so I think that's I think that's yeah. good. No, let's let's tighten it up. Anything else you want to add in? That actually was really fun to kind of go through that framework quickly. There were so many places to jump off, and we could probably keep going for a long time on that. So I think that kind of excites me. And I think what we need to express to our listeners um, is that uh, give us a grace period with this because it, it's really easy to drone on with a guest and, and <laughs> talk and make it an hour. It's really hard to tighten it up. And, and for a from an interview perspective or even someone just having a conversation that's trying to guide it, that is difficult and there is a bit of a skill to that. So I'm sure we're going to have uh, some growing pains over these next few episodes getting introduced to that and just trying it out. Yeah, and then the other thing is, you know, it also is a lot of work to edit. So if, you know, if we are really trying to tighten things down, typically we've kept it pretty raw and pretty open and I've done kind of minimal editing. And, you know, if, 
I think this format will still allow us to not have to do crazy editing. But yeah, Calvin's right. It, it's hard to interview. It's hard to sometimes get uh, someone to open up. People aren't always comfortable, uh, you know, on an interview if it's the first yeah. thing that they've done. So, um, you know, just rest assured that th we're really not changing all that much. We just want to hone hone what we're doing we're still going to have friendly banter we're still going to bring on as as interesting people as we can but we want to get to the heart of what they do and what they believe and what they're passionate about just a little bit faster um uh to respect your time to respect our time and to respect their time and for all of us to kind of grow together i really liked um I, I really liked the edit of our last episode so i wanted to um applaud you for that jeremy i was listening to it the other day on friday on my way home from work and i was listening to it and i was just jamming it to some of the tunes and uh next thing you know i was in my truck and next thing you know i was listening to one of the tunes on there and lost control of the vehicle a little <laughs> bit took an oak tree to the front of the car oh my gosh dude <laughs> totaled my truck when you called me like minutes after that happened i can't even tell you how concerned i was for your well-being dude so yeah that was funny because i was i was a little shaken up but i was more just like confused right not at, not at how it happened because the roads were just sheer ice and i was like i was more just confused i was like oh well now what do i do I was yeah. like in the middle of nowhere on this back road and I could tell right away. I was like, oh, this thing's totaled. Yeah. How'd everything wind up? So, Are you in a uh, new vehicle or what? Give us the skinny I'm in and a let's rental. get out of here. I'm, I'm, it's fine. I'm, I'm fine. I'm a little sore. I'm, uh, I'm in a rental vehicle right now. Until when? So yeah, figuring that out. I guess until, oh, I guess until like my insurance company um, gives me the settlement and then they give me like a timeline on how long I have a rental car for. Then I just have right. to buy a new car. How much money are they going to give you for that piece of crap? I don't know. That's the big question, isn't it? I'll happily yeah. share that on the podcast. I, no reason to be uh, shy about that. Great. Well, Calvin, I can't tell you how grateful I am that you're alive. Maybe that should have been your defining you. experience of of the our podcast break was having that near probably should have been you know having yeah. that near death experience that and now coming back to this podcast and realizing that every day needs to be an adventure because if you don't look at it as much you could wind up dead you could wind up dead and and I just feel like um, I was able to have such a great adventure Friday night by listening to the open road podcast I really wish that upon our listeners mm. but you do not wish that they crash their car into a tree. Well, I mean, maybe not. Maybe that's not their cup of tea. I mean, for <laughs> me, it was. <laughs> I loved it. Uh, you do you. Well, everybody, thank you for listening. We're excited for the new year. If you have stories, that's another thing we want to include is more listener stories and listener, even audio clips. If you want to send something in, we'd gladly Time play. Time for our listeners. Gladly play some of that stuff. Gladly read those emails. Um, there's a few people that I've actually been talking to about maybe sharing some mini stories and stuff like that. So it's a whole new world. If there's people you think we should talk to, please send them our way and we will reach out to them. Or better yet, why don't you just go ahead and connect us with them? And the last thing is we have been trying to grow this show and we kind of had good growth really early on. Last year was very steady, if not a slight decline. And we've tried to have bigger guests and get lift from those types of things. But 
really the way that this show is going to grow is by you telling you know the people that you love and the people who are adventurous in your life about it and maybe even grabbing their phone and just subscribing to it on their phone or something like that so if there's someone that comes to mind who you think would enjoy this show please share it with them uh, we would greatly appreciate it, and that's, I think, the way that this thing's going to grow. And we want more people to hear it, and we want um, you to have things to talk about with your friends. So that's my last plea. We've really backed off on uh, hounding people for the subscribe, eh? <laughs> yeah. We used, to, I, we, we used to really dog people for that. I don't know if we've ever really dogged people, but I think it's important to ask and to, you know, ask unashamedly, if that's the right word. And, uh, yeah, we, we'd love and appreciate yeah. if you did that. So. But thank you so much for spending the last couple of years or however long you've been with us. And we hope for many more. Okay, I'm going to just lead us out with my new favorite little toy, Jer. And I'm going to be bringing this into the new format of the podcast. And that is this little penny whistle I got. Thank you so much. Maybe, maybe end it on an up note, not on a down note. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Go find yourself some adventure. It's good, eh?